0: All right guys um, well we're we're here in orbit mm-hmm. around yeah. Uranus yes yes which how awesome is that <laughs> pretty cool're we're, we're floating on the moon we we weren't we weren't floating we were just kind of a little bit less weighty yeah. but yeah. now we are definitely floating, floating. that yeah. is awesome I'm I'm floating through the door here Jafer.
1: Yes, yes, you are, Chris, and this is the closest I've been to Uranus, so I'm real excited about that.
0: Well, it's the closest that most people have been. I don't think that we've sent a manned mission anywhere near Uranus.
2: Not that they told you about.
0: No. But anyways, we need a a good cold open for this episode. I was thinking Star
2: Wars? Uh, We've We've done that one. Yeah, we we already did that one. Um, We did the Star Wars draft. uh, Star Trek, then. We did that with captains. Yeah, we did that with captains. Doctor Who? We did that with time travel? Yes.
0: Um... Battlestar Galactica?
2: Well, since I had a baby, my life has been 33 and a half minutes. So.
0: Okay, let's do it!
2: Cylons have a plan. That's all I remember. And it's to keep Ben awake forever. And it's working. Alright. Well, theme song.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to Draft the Universe, the Nerd Fight Battle Royale. This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and then fight to the death, maybe just for bragging, right? In space. In space today, I'm Chefaire. I'm Chris, and I'm I'm Ben.
0: And Ben's a new dad.
2: Yay! Hey! This
0: what a great what a great time that this could have happened while um,
2: we're orbiting Uranus. I'm yeah. glad
0: I'm glad that our our long-range uh, transmitter was able to pick up news, and I, I mean, I'm sure you'll get to see that kid at some point.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Of course, it's got a great transmitter. We, the commissioner needs us to keep sending back uh, drafts. Yeah, of so course. Yeah, um, yeah it makes sense.
0: Yeah, this is a this is a vessel specifically equipped for recording podcasts. Um, you can tell because it doesn't have a ton of equipment other than these microphones and a very <laughs> arbi- a very uh small life support system that I think is good enough until we get back.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's just like a couple of my grandma's oxygen tanks. Yeah, and we just open them up <laughs> very slowly.
0: You know how the uh, in Apollo thirteen they jury rigged a bunch of shit to act like a life support system. Yes, that's kind of where we're starting on this. Um,
2: Except none of us are are that NASA smart. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is something that we need to kind of t- you know, I don't know, talk about, Ben. Yeah. You're a dad now.
2: Yes, I am. Yeah.
0: Does that mean that you did leave the bunker?
2: At one point. Okay. Okay.
0: Because I don't remember you leaving the bunker approximately nine months ago.
2: That would have been before we started the podcast.
0: Mm? No. No. Yeah. Holy shit.
2: No. <sighs> no. Our, our first podcast released uh, January 14th. And it's October.
0: And when was that kid conceived?
2: January before 13th. our thirteenth, before our first podcast,
1: <laughs> like January thirteenth, before our first podcast, or before our first podcast,
2: six oh one. <laughs>
0: I feel, I feel like suddenly, just a sliver of the of of that of that parental responsibility has been transferred to us because we inspired.
2: So before, <laughs> not after. Well, I mean, Jafer did win a point for being more excited for my son's birth than me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that episode. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, um, well, not as usual. We usually broadcast out of our bunker. Uh, today, we're broadcasting from a secondhand spaceship.
2: Yes. I was
0: was feeling a little bit better about it when we started off, but now that it's been through two launches and a significant amount of interstellar travel, it's kind of starting to look a little threadbare. Um, But anyways, we're recording into a remote version of the Draftmaster 2000. The Draftmaster
2: 2001.
0: 2001. A Draftmaster Odyssey. Mm. Um, and that was clever, guys. That was, <laughs> that was clever. That was clever. Okay, so in honor of uh two thousand one A Space Odyssey, did we did any of us take that? No. no. Oh shit, that was a bad that was a bad nut pick. Um It was one of
2: my honorable mentions. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh so in in honor of that maybe we can rename uh we can rename the draft master to like Sal or um Okay. Sure. Yeah. Dal, maybe. Dal. Draft. No. Dal is. I mean, it makes sense, but Dal is not a name. <laughs> okay. What about Lal? No one's. No one's used that before for Lyle. anything. Lyle.
2: Lal was Data's you know, da- daughter. I, I'm from Star aware. Trek, yeah.
1: Yes, I was making an obscure
2: Star Trek reference. I am cognizant of this. The first rep- first episode Jonathan Frakes ever directed.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, and and last but not least, of course, we are guided by our anonymous. T- Anonymous draft commissioner who I assume is listening into us. I mean, at this point, there's a significant delay, so he might not be able to interfere with this at all. Guys, we should probably talk about some stuff before we go back.
2: No, because it'll definitely get back before we do.
0: Yeah. That is that's, that's yeah, That is yeah. how communication works when you are in space.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we don't want to be in the tube on our way back. I believe we're mostly at the control of his machinations. Maybe
0: we can... There's no, like, go-home button anywhere on this thing.
2: But there might probably be a (laughs) vent-these-idiots-into-space button.
0: I'm going to take a look at this manual here and see if I can't disable the vent-these-idiots-into-space button and also disable the anonymous draft commissioner listen-in line, and maybe we can... uh, have ourselves a bit of peace. Not that we're going to discuss anything seditious. No, no,
1: and we wouldn't. And Chris, while you're working on that, we're totally not going to distract the draft commissioner with our first match, which is
0: Ben versus Jaffer. Oh, yes, So let's
2: reach into this. Oh, Oh, we got to lock it in first. Expired pack of space food.
0: This is a Apollo-era 1972 space ration.
2: Expired
0: 1972.
1: Well, I'm going to reach. Okay, I'm... Uh, Chris, you're I mean, busy, so I'm going to grab dried. one for you. Um, I'm going to reach into this bag of Neapolitan space ice cream. Okay. And just pull this out and set uh, that there. Okay. It's dusty.
0: Um, you know, but I, Ben and I got to lock them in. This is not really that gross, guys, because, like, all of this is freeze dried, so there's really nothing to go bad. It's just kind of like this probably does not taste like anything anymore. It certainly doesn't taste like Neapolitan. I'm going to try that, actually. Um,. Okay, that actually does taste like Neapolitan still. Good, huh. ta- good job, NASA. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Gentlemen, lock in your picks. Okay. Uh, he was my first pick. He's going to be my first use. I'm going David Bowie. Oh, if you're going
1: to stab at me like that, sir, I will return the favor
0: and take Ronald D. Moore.
2: Okay. All right.
0: Um, let's read this. Uh freeze dried neapolitan criteria aliens that's the criteria imagine that i did the hands from and the here let me mess up my hair a bit aliens yes a great great bit of bo- podcasting right here <laughs> Just imagine that I looked like that crazy dude from Ancient Aliens who insists that the pyramids... We should have... One of us should have picked pyramids.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Pyramids, Because pyramids were built by people. It's almost like it's the most efficient way for stacking a bunch of rocks.
0: I don't know that it is. It is. Really, though? Yeah. Wouldn't just, like... I mean, we've got a lot of space to put rocks... The organization itself seems like it would be in if, like it would be wasting time.
2: Why don't you just pile them? <laughs> because piles fall over. But I mean, we've got lots of space for rockspin. Some people have aesthetic taste, Christopher.
0: I'm not saying that pyramids aren't pretty. They're definitely very pretty.
2: Also, when, when you're the king of a country or a pharaoh, you kind of need something to do. I'm planning a big-ass pyramid yeah. That takes up some time, because there's rooms and antechambers, and you get to do my favorite, like, pyramids make me think of one of my favorite games from last year, Assassin's Creed Origin, where a lot of the puzzle rooms are in pyramids, and I had an existential crisis, because a lot of those wonderful, like, artifacts are lost to time, because robbers came in and stole shit, and I realized it was me. I was the asshole who was just, <laughs> you know, desecrating Pharaoh's tombs. <laughs> For a sword I wasn't even going to use.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: Okay. So I'm first? Yes. David Bowie. Aliens. He, he's a star man. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's 100% human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, that that would seem to, to bear itself... Uh, he was leaving us hints
2: all over the place. Well, he, you thought it was like a character he was playing. Well, here's the thing, Ben. If
1: we want to talk about David Bowie being an alien, I actually can pull
0: some lyrical evidence to refute. But, but let's not get ahead of ourselves here because there's a ton of lyrical evidence in which he is singing as an alien. <laughs> Well, actually, almost all of it is him trying to reach out.
1: Like, it's not necessarily like it's him exploring space as a human, as Major Tom, uh, and then consequently getting lost in space in Ashes to Ashes and Hello Space Boy. Um, Starman is addressing a character who is an alien. Yeah. He's trying to convince people to listen to the alien,
2: not he is the alien. Well, no, because he was raised among us. He is the he is the alien no. raised oh. on earth oh, he's like trying su- to get back into space to find his people he's like connect su- us. He's like Superman. He's Superman.
0: Yeah, I'll take David Bowie as Superman. Okay. But like but Ziggy Stardust. <laughs>
2: Ziggy Stardust is an alien. Uh, no, Ziggy Stardust is his, no. his rock and roll character.
1: Yeah, Ziggy Stardust is not an alien. His band,
0: the spiders from Mars, are from Mars. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Ziggy Stardust is I'm like 100% certain that Ziggy is an alien. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the character of Ziggy Stardust may have been an alien. David Bowie, definitely an alien.
0: I mean, he was born a space oddity, became a star man, and died a black star. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, R.I.P. Like, this world is infinitely poorer for not having David Bowie in it. We needed him. One hundred percent true. Yeah. Um,
1: okay. It was very transformative going to the uh, David Bowie's exhibit in New York. Which I will talk about ad nauseum at some point when I finally get to draft David Bowie.
0: Um, <laughs> of course. Okay. So, Ben, I think that we've uh, got the gist. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jafer. So, Aliens <laughs> is about... He did the
1: hands, too. <laughs> ...is about an alien conspiracy theory. And what bigger alien conspiracy theory is there than all humanity are actually aliens that landed here on the Battlestar Galactica thousands of years
0: ago. <laughs> I don't know if that holds up because there's already humans when they land. Yeah, but, I mean, obviously
1: they interbreed. I mean, we, Gaelic is uh, what they speak, right? Like, the common the common basic or whatever the language of uh, the Twelve Colonies of Cobalt is, which is just translated for us is Gaelic because Galen is all like, I'm going to go to this island. And he describes almost the exact location of the UK and says, and share them our gift of language. Yeah. So
0: there's no way. I mean, it's like, it's too perfect. Yeah. And he also you know, is on the Galactica, like the person who is the best at making like whiskey too. So like, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It, I suppose it does make sense. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So the
0: Irish are aliens. (laughs) The Irish are aliens. Just the Irish. Well, a bunch of people. (laughs) No, no, Irish or dogs or aliens allowed.
1: (laughs) So, um, that is uh, Ronald D. Moore.
0: Aliens. Ronald D. Moore kind of is the alien guy. They look (laughs) a tiny bit alike. Okay. Um, He does kind of look like (laughs) it. Um much as I am enamored of the concept of the Irish being aliens, I can't not give it to David Bowie. David Bowie deserves it. <laughs> so I was
1: withholding a bit of fun fact information that I don't know if Ben is aware of. Um, but you know Star Trek Six. Yeah. You know the shape-changing alien on the Klingon prison planet? planet? Yeah. David Bowie's wife, Amon. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Also, the bass fun play, facts. Also, the bass player in his band. Yeah,
2: Chris. Not everybody keeps their genitals in the same place.
0: <laughs> Where was that coming from?
2: Star Trek Six. I've never seen Star Trek Six.
1: It's it's the good. It's one of the good ones. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's one of the good ones
2: for sure. Kirk kicks a guy in his knee, and he goes like down hard. And he's like, <laughs> "What the hell happened?" He's like, not everybody keeps their genitals in the same place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that's interesting. But, yeah, uh, point goes to Ben. All right. Let's be honest here. Point goes to David Both. <laughs> that's that's
2: fair
1: enough.
0: fair. All right. Well, Chris, we'll uh, pull
1: you away from that manual for a moment. Um, and the next match is Jafar versus Chris. Did you okay. know that we have a soft serve machine on board? I did not. I would worry about what it is serving soft.
2: Well, some type
1: of. I mean, has a new
2: father. Some type of cream. I've seen enough I've seen enough soft serve recently (laughs) (laughs) oh
1: wow
0: (laughs) okay someone hasn't changed a diaper you guys (laughs) you guys were just laughing in sync
2: (laughs) that was fucking creepy one of us so angry that I picked this one right now okay
0: (laughs) hold on hold on we haven't locked in yet yes okay um who goes? i go first. I'm going to take Spaced Out. Far out, man. Whoa. Groovy. Um, I'm going to take Kerbal Space Program. My favorite video game about launching tiny green men to the moon, unintentionally stranding them there, sending a mission to get them back, and accidentally stranding more green men on the moon and requiring... Progressively larger and larger ships to rescue the people that I left on the moon. Don't you mean the Mun? I I, mean, I do mean the Mun. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> I do enjoy seeing the crazy ship people get to make in that game. Yes. I saw one that was a ship that turned into a giant hand that then extended <laughs> its middle finger and then exploded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what's funny about Kerbal Space Program? The punchline is always the same.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everything explodes. <laughs> Oh. Or Jebediah Kerbal
0: <laughs> I've done some really Insane shit in, in Kerbal Space Program But what I've also done uh, Order of magnitude more often Is blown shit up
2: <laughs> Okay Your criteria Like oh my god oh, God damn it Which pick is like Out of this world
0: <laughs> I didn't even know that this one was in right now in this in this fucking episode. Did you guys conspire about this? Because you there was a whole thing we were talking about. Like, I don't want to go into the same rut that we've been falling into lately. Blah blah blah. Did you did you conspire no. about this? Because no, you we did not. you two love this more than I do. <laughs> we do.
2: Okay. fair like, is it out of this world?
1: Like. Oh my god so i was Fucking like hanging out with my friend danae and we were just like hanging out right and he's just like i am so high right now and i'm all like what are you talking about Danae? and he's just like i am just out of this world I am just so high, like do you know an out of body experience? It's one of those, but I just keep rising and rising, and I'm like in space looking down and talking to you, and I'm just all like, Danae, what is going on? And then he's all like, it was in the drinking water, I'm just like, oh my god.
0: That got... That got weird. That got really weird. Are you launching some kind of alternate reality game right now? Maybe. (laughs) Might be. (laughs) Oh, speaking of which, this is going to be airing in October. We need to throw in some of our...
2: (laughs) Patented spooks.
0: Spooks.
2: (laughs) All right, Chris. Like, why is yours out of this world?
0: like oh my god Jebediah Kerman strapped himself to a trash can full of rocket fuel and then he lit it like a goddamn candle and now he's orbiting the moon like oh my god I just, I don't have anything more for, for this. <laughs> this has always been a bit that I've not participated very well in. Um, I think it's the first time you've participated in. I wrote it and instantly regretted it. And here we are. Like, oh my God, Jebediah Kerman has been orbiting the moon on a trash can for like 30 days, and they've tried to send like, Fifteen other spaceships to rescue him from the moon because he ran out of rocket fuel. Um, But like, what is he eating up there? Does he just have like a bag of Kerbal Puffs or something? Because 30 days, I would be like so hungry up there. I I fucking hate this so much.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, only one of you actually went out of this world. So Chris gets the point. I, some uh, It's like dirty. I
0: don't know if I want it. <laughs> it's uh, I'll take it, but... Uh. All right, next up is
1: Chris versus Ben.
2: All right. I will lock in with Gustav Holst and the planet suite.
1: Ba da
0: That's almost
2: it. Ooh, that's got the stamp of the old Soviet Union. That's been in here for a long time. That it
0: has. You ever get the feeling that maybe people were drafting before us? No. Oh, right. no right I haven't I haven't turned it off yet okay <laughs> nope all right
1: your criteria is gritty reboot in
0: space <laughs> <laughs> oh thank God Chris <laughs> I'm gonna share a picture with you guys just to <laughs> set the stage oh boy look at this majestic motherfucker
2: that's Buzz Aldrin. That is Buzz Aldrin. That's
0: Buzz Aldrin. This man
1: went to fucking space. Do we True. have, like, a title on that that you can, like, share so someone at home, should they care to see that particular majestic photo of yeah, Buzz sure. Aldrin?
0: Yeah, uh, sure. It, it's from the Atlantic, from the article, uh, What's Going On With Buzz Aldrin? Uh, maybe we'll put a link to this image in our episode description. Um, okay. Buzz Aldrin was the second person on the moon. hmm Yeah. You want a gritty reboot, Buzz Aldrin? Still supposed to be the second person on the moon. But f- fuck Neil Armstrong. Buzz Aldrin is going to be the first person on the moon. <laughs> Neil Armstrong is hes getting at the gangplank and, and going down those steps and- oh! What just happened? Buzz Aldrin just dropkicked him into orbit! He doesn't touch the moon. He went straight into orbit. First human orbiting the moon. Guess who's the first person to step on the face of the moon? Jeff not Neil Armstrong. Matt Aldrin is oh. the first man to step on the moon. Do you know what he immediately does?
2: Goes he- to save Neil because they're buddies.
0: <laughs> he writes his name in the space dust, like you would, like you would, like with a, fresh, a finger, like a fresh bank of snow. With his pee. With his pee, first man to pee on the moon. Okay.
1: That's probably that's actually Buzz or that's probably actually Neil Armstrong when he gets drop kicked. But
2: <laughs> But that's I'll take it. One small step for son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> Neil Armstrong is just uh, really far out there just circling, right? Yeah. Do you know what Buzz Aldrin's getting up to on the moon? War. Yeah, cuz there's monsters on the moon. Wasn't that a movie? It was. Yes. It was pretty good. Apollo 18. I liked it. It was okay. very, very well, well done. I think it was very kept to its own kind of budget and everything. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Buzz Aldrin is shooting fucking machine guns at these aliens on the moon, um, and because there's low gravity, the shells as he fires the machine gun, they just go off into space. Some of them hit Neil Armstrong. <laughs> that's that's a cool visual effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Do you know how? Do you know how Buzz Aldrin gets home? How he jumps. He jumps really hard. <laughs> That's. He orbits in his spacesuit because he's Buzz fucking Aldrin and he can do that. Okay. I mean.
2: Anybody else would be like. Nah. It works for
1: George Clooney, so.
2: Did it, though? I don't know. Watch Gravity. Ben! <laughs> so, we're updating the planet suite. Yeah. How. How do we. Really take advantage of everything that's happened since the original was written. Exoplanets. Exoplanets. And. <laughs> I mean, I know where I know how to do this one. <laughs> well, but the big one is, you know, there's some other stuff that's not on there. Like the Earth isn't on there, which fine, but the Moon's not on there. Well, the Moon's not also a planet. Not a planet. But yeah, in an effort to bring it awareness to uh, the needs of our space exploration. Uh, Gustav Holst is going to, uh, to team up with some of our greatest modern day, uh, dubstep and club musicians. Okay. And write the craziest song, but the bass doesn't drop until we get a moon bass.
1: Hmm. Moon bass drop. Okay.
0: I can dig it. I mean, I know how to do this better, but I'll save it till after you judge.
1: Well, I mean, no, that's, I mean,
0: that's rude, but... Um, in the past, I have improved people's suggestions and lost myself the point. I do not wish to do that right now. That's <laughs> fine. Um, I do,
1: um, actually, I have found a sample, Ben, of the improved uh, Holst suite here, the Gritty Reboot, um, okay. and it is the Moon Verse, or, or rather the Moon Movement. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play it here, all right? Okay. Okay. Starts off kind of.
0: Lyrics. That's a nice daylight. talk. A is the is, that, that, up is the
1: that the original theme song or is that? It's the Americanized. Yeah. Um, okay. From never, the original. I've never seen it. All right. Well, that's uh, taking everything into consideration here. Um, Buzz Aldrin, uh, exoplanets. um, uh, Yeah, I really want to see Buzz Aldrin dropkick Neil Armstrong. So I think
2: think he's going to get this (laughs) point That's fair enough. That is fair enough.
0: Yeah. Buzz Aldrin. Uh, I love Buzz Aldrin so much. He is the cranky space uncle that all of us need. Mm-hmm. I would support Buzz Aldrin for president. I would support Buzz Aldrin for Supreme Court justice. Buzz I mean, Aldrin put punched somebody in the face. I would let him get away with that. I mean, he <laughs>
2: did get away with it. He, <laughs> did. he did,
0: in fact, get away with it. Do you know how you, how you improve the planetary suites, by the way? Um, so, you know how Trans-Siberian Orchestra does, like, metal versions of Christmas songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah fucking dragon force (laughs) i bet
1: you trans-siberian orchestra has a version of mars i bet (laughs) you that exists i know they
2: did a whole version of uh, beethoven's fifth
1: yeah they do stuff besides christmas music for the other months of the year editors note they do have a version of mars let's listen that aren't November and December. Oh, they do it much longer than that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So the next match, that's the end of the first round. Chris has two points, Ben has one point, and I've got fucking nothing.
0: Um, next match is Jaffair versus Ben. Okay. The fact that you don't have a point right now is a luck of the draft thing because you would have taken David Bowie and gotten that point.
2: Yeah. Because
0: David Bowie was always going to win.
2: That's true. But I knew who the number one pick was, and I didn't fail.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. It must be nice when your number one pick pays off, Ben.
1: Unlike You, st- you still Le- upset
0: about Le'Veon Bell here? <laughs> unlike Le'Veon Bell, still hasn't played football. I don't understand football. I'm in a fantasy football league, but I don't understand it. Even I know that you're supposed to play football when you're a goddamn football player. Le'Veon Bell, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> Stop. Well, see, when you already have millions of dollars... What do you want? Hundreds of millions of dollars.
0: <laughs> I thought when you wanted hundreds of millions of dollars, you just asked your dad. <laughs> oh!
1: No. All right. All right. Moving on. I'm going uh, to grab... I'm locking in here. Yep. I'm going to grab uh, Muggsy. I'm going to grab Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, <laughs> Wayne Knight, Bill Murray, and Michael Jordan. And it's time to jam. Wait a second! You left out all of the Looney Tunes. <laughs> you well, you picked the boring half of that cast. <laughs> I'm I figure the Looney Tunes will come up in the criteria, and I was just trying to get
0: some names out there to like. Y- you wanted to slow you wanted to slow roll it, but the thing is, is yeah. that nobody knows who Mugsy Bogues is except <laughs> for his well, appearance in Space Jam. Well, that's
1: why I start from least famous to most famous
0: but the problem is Muggsy Although Bogues is only Wayne known Knight for space Charles James. Barkley is a toss up Wayne Knight yeah if you even <laughs> said Wayne Knight I had a next uh, I guess a cross the street neighbor when I lived in Canada the Knight family and the dad of that family was named Wayne Knight <laughs> um. okay Chris lived across the street from Wayne Knight headcanon accepted
1: Ben
2: you time to lock him in alright I am going to lock in with Warhammer 40k oh shit okay <laughs> In the future, there is only war.
1: It seems counterproductive.
2: But when it's across the galaxy, like, somebody's always fighting somebody.
0: <coughs> Gentlemen, your criteria. He told us not to blow it, because he knows it's all worthwhile. Make your pick a hazy cosmic jive. What? What?
1: Make your pick a, case, a hazy cosmic drive. I okay. You're not allowed to here, draft David Bowie and not know what a hazy cosmic drive is.
0: It's a little that's against it's a little, draft it's rules. It's a little hypocritical, Ben. Here's here. I'll let me let me kind of simplify this to you, Ben. I can know the lyric and not know what it means. Oh no, <laughs> I don't think it's a lyric. But Ben, it is a lyric. It is a lyric. Okay. Yes, ben, ben. Do David Bowie to it. Okay. And there you go. That's that's essentially what we're looking for here. But Jaffer goes first. Jaffair goes first. All right. So we are going to
1: add David Bowie to the cast of Space Jam. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. I can dig it. <laughs> so what we're going to do there is, um, you know, there's like Danny DeVito is the main bad guy in Space Jam, right? Mm-hmm. The voice of the amusement park o- owner.
0: Oh, shit. I didn't know that was Danny DeVito. It's oh, Danny yeah. DeVito.
1: Oh, okay. um, yeah, Space Jam. Big cast. Um, so, and he's got the Monstars, right? And then they're going to go up against, you know, the, the Space Jammers, or I think that's the name of the team. They've got Space Jam on their uniforms, and they never address it. So- do they? <laughs> no. Yeah, well, they
2: do. They do not address it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hold on a second. Let's uh Yeah, you can go ahead and Google it. It's cool. Just don't Google Lola Bunny. <laughs> you will fall down. A <laughs> hey. or no, they've got a name. They've got a team name. And they're not the space jammers. Aren't they
2: like the Toon Squad or something? It's the Toon Squad. That it's is correct. It's the Toon Squad, yeah. That, that is, is correct.
1: correct. Okay, so um <laughs> We've and you know, they get Lola Bunny and they play their game and they do the whole thing, right? Got so on. where we're gonna insert David Bowie into this movie. Is he is at the amusement park he works for Danny DeVito um, and he operates a ride at the amusement park that takes you on a hazy cosmic jive so it's like a super trippy experience and you come out and you're all star studded and it's all like whoa what happened and he's just all like points at you and smiles David Bowie style you know he doesn't really have to say much and um, in the movie uh, as part of some reconnaissance effort Daffy Duck is going to come to the amusement park he's going to ride the ride and he's going to be all flabbergasted like Daffy Duck style when he gets off the ride you know and um, David Bowie's going to have to like escort him back and when he realizes all of the evil that's happening elsewhere at the amusement park he quits his job and animated David Bowie joins the Toon Squad.
0: Animated David Bowie.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's because everyone at the park is animated. Yeah, okay. So he'll be, like, this amusement park worker who's all, like, tripping people out, and then he's all, like, can't do it, man. And, like, he ends up helping in the end by, like, we find out that the ride was actually his, like, hazy cosmic drive powers, and he just makes people trip out and do the thing, and he like does it before one of the monsters dunks, and Michael Jordan steals the ball and gets a three-pointer and wins the game or some <laughs> shit. Alright.
0: Um, brief aside, Space I, Jam 2? I'm gonna... So, Space Jam 2. <laughs> yeah. Space Jam 2. I'm gonna bet that a non-in... Uh, sorry. I'm gonna bet that a significant percentage of Americans found out that they were attracted to cartoon bunnies because of Lola Bunny. I think that's, that might be an honor that she... Are you me- saying... Uh, s- of people who are attracted to cartoons, she might have a very significant percentage of, oh, I guess that's
2: what I'm into moments. Okay, because you were saying a percentage of just people, and I, 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 I'm, I'm probably wrong, but I think that the people who are attracted to cartoon bunnies is not a majority... Maybe that's right.
0: I don't know, though. You never know about that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. That's one of those things that it is hard to get an accurate representation for. Especially because you don't know
0: until you do, right? You can go your whole life, you know. Can you? You can go Mm -hmm. your whole life without realizing that you are sexually attracted to cartoon rabbits. And then one day you're watching the cable in a hotel room far from home on a very important business conference and it clicks and all of a sudden your life is forever
2: altered. Is it though? I think wait didn't wasn't that on cable in the spaceship just yesterday Chris?
0: We don't have cable in the spaceship.
2: Shut up. Okay I understand everything now. Alright so okay can you read me the the? It's a groovy cosmic jive.
0: <clears throat> he told us not to blow it because he knows it's all worthwhile. Make your pick a hazy cosmic jive. Hazy cosmic jive. Okay, like, like an IPA. I think hazy cosmic jive is probably a is really a
2: great name for an IPA. Great name
0: for an IPA. It's it? it's done. It's done. That, that's made already. Okay, I didn't make that. That's made.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so. It's a hazy cosmic jive if you know anything about uh, Warhammer 40k sounds exactly to me like the warp. The warp is the means by which the the, uh, species of the universe or the galaxy travel at faster than the speed of light. And it's dangerous. There are perils of the warp. Uh, Because in order to go that fast, you have to touch chaos you have to be in close proximity to the actual forces of chaos which have been made manifest by our by sentient beings coming into contact with it okay so it's dangerous it's uh, it can be harmful it can be bad and it's half the reason why the the universe of Warhammer is so is so messed up but it's the only way to get where you're going it's worthwhile And, at this point in, in, you know, the 40th uh, 40th millennia, I believe 41st now, humanity is spread across the galaxy. Mm -hmm. You need to get to where your friends are, because there are, you know, horrible monsters and creatures of of untold ferocity that will will come and hurt, you know, your fellow humans. That's why you use the geriatric spice melange to fold time and space. No,
0: No, that is why you touch the warp. Okay.
2: Mm, sounds
1: like you're uh, disagreeing it, with Dune there.
0: I think that's why. I think that's yeah. I think that's what you use a third st- stage guild navigator for. But
2: go on, Ben. No, that's what you. That's what you use. Uh, uh, I believe they are called navigators, but uh, people who can perceive through the warp, and it is why uh, the the God Emperor uh, is able to create a, a beacon, so we always know where Earth is. Lido, the second. No, just the God Emperor.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's... This is... You look confused, Chris. I thought I knew what was going on for a second there because it sounded an awful lot like Dune. Um, It does sound an awful lot like
2: Dune, doesn't it? It also sounds a lot like StarCraft, but that's just because they were trying to make a Warhammer game and then didn't get the rights.
0: Okay. So, your argument to sum up is that the Cosmic Hazy Jive is Is the the warp. Warp.
2: Okay. It is the place where chaos lives, but it's the place where you need to go if you want to travel faster than the speed of light. Gotcha.
0: Unfortunately, you did not cast David Bowie in your in your universe. And so this is going to Jafar. Come send on the, God and slam. Emperor. the physical presence of David Bowie <laughs> as a character. You even sl- asked for
1: clarification who the God Emperor was and you're like, "No, just God Emperor." <laughs> well, that's what he yeah.
0: <laughs> I I bear no ill will to the uh 40k uh, universe um i've gotten used to the fact that most sci-fi ripped off something from dune dune just came a lot earlier when was dune written like 67 hold on one second it sounds right i just opened my phone (laughs) i was looking at a toon squad jersey 65 Okay. 1965 yeah, Dune, there's a reason. So some people people, some people think I, I get a little pedantic about Dune and how everything rips off from it. Dune was just first. It doesn't have anything to do with Dune being like, oh, so great and everybody being so shitty. Dune was just uh, way ahead, <laughs> and it also borrows pretty heavily from like archetypes, and so archetypes in space, every other sci-fi. You know, IP that followed that
2: really just.
0: It was going to be a little bit Dune like.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so Jafer took that one. All right, the next match is Chris versus Jafer. Okay, I will reach into our dwindling food supplies. Still all expired. Ooh, beef stroganoff. I just
0: realized that we don't have any other food than this, and we're kind of getting our hands in it as we go. Yeah. Um, we should
2: probably try and hurry up and see if after we finish we get more food maybe or maybe we just try and go home like I like being you know orbiting around Uranus but uh, we do need to come back
0: yeah you don't want to spend too much time in the vicinity of Uranus you know yeah it's a long ways away from
1: things can get messy if you spend too long around Uranus yeah well I mean it is you a gas giant can... yeah you want to get back yeah. home all right let's lock them in Chris okay. um, you pick first. I pick first.
0: This is a tough one. Because on one hand, I know that Ben very much wanted to learn about the Sex Nuns of Dune. On the other hand, I really want to talk about giant fucking rockets. So I'm going with the Saturn V.
2: Saturn V okay fuck you gravity
0: best V of the whole entire I don't know everything the best V that ever was how many other V's Ben I mean there's there's Vigor how many other V's could put a man on the could put several men on the moon and then one of those men would drop kick another there's
2: does the Mach 5 count if it's the Mach V because it is a V it's a 5 yeah the Mach 5 I'd drive the Mach Five to the moon, me and Speed Racer, Speed Racer X. There, I thought, we were,
0: I thought we were talking about like a Razer. Oh, um,
1: that's also a Mach Five, but yeah, that's also a Mach Five. Yeah, I mean, there's the aliens from V. They can put you on the moon. Yeah, the lizard people, Ted Cruz, you know. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you could take a Viper. Mm. Yeah, does not Vi- even need to be a Viper Five? Yeah, because those all got hacked by the Silence. Although they, that, were a, they were Viper 6s.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're going with the uh, Saturn V rocket. I think I will take the space.
2: The space. The space between. Okay. So in space, no one can hear you scream. What can they hear in your pick? Chris? Chris.
0: They can hear the longest sustained orgasm of human history as I ride the largest rocket
2: in human history to the moon. Now, Chris, how many stages does this orgasm have? It has several, Ben. Um, <laughs> the first stage is very noisy.
0: Um... It doesn't move quite as fast as the as future stages because there's still quite a bit of mass involved. Six point five million pounds, in fact, of mass. Damn. When that once that when that first stage is still bolted on. And then of course, when you hit the second stage, the explosive bolts fire, you know? And part of it just falls off and burns up in the atmosphere. And I am really mixing this metaphor, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, um, I recently rode a Saturn V, which is what we're, we're, you know, Mm -hmm. this is the very end of the Saturn V right now, Mm -hmm. and, um,
2: boy. It was a lot of fun. You have a good point there, Chris. All right, Jaffair, what can we hear in the space? You can hear the (laughs) clear distinction
1: of words, and hence the ability to understand all language. All language has a space. All, all known language has a space. And it is required for the understanding of that language. So, you can hear
2: understanding. ASL. If I'm not mistaken, Hebrew didn't have a space. Um, does it not? I don't think it does very early language okay the space in
0: language came pretty late i think um, um i don't i wouldn't
1: describe it as pretty late chris it still predates almost all language if
0: not all language the space as in spaces in between letters well in space between words
1: and space between words yeah space between words is uh, yeah or the space between sentences yeah. or the space between paragraphs which how do you guys follow
0: on this get rid of the double space that fucked me up real hard, Ben. <laughs> I, was, I was taught from childhood to do the double space and then in, in college. Um, well, actually, I think it was probably right when I started college is when, like, the world just changed. And all of a sudden, that double space started showing up as, like, a little red mark in your word processor because it was no longer necessary. It hadn't been necessary since the goddamn typewriter. But, like, it took me years
2: to stop <laughs> yeah. doing that
0: double space at the end.
2: Hebrew had spaces, by the way. Okay. I feel like there were there are some early. There were lines. no punctuation. Oh, okay. But, That's but what there it were was. spaces. Okay. Okay. I still maintain that
0: ASL doesn't have a space. But I
2: guess
0: not signing is a space in that case.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah. It's the absence. So
0: the absence of all things. <laughs> but but is it a presence of a space though? Also, what is the sound of a space? What is the sound of two spaces clapping? Well, they can't clap because... So what is the sound of one space clapping? The,
2: the, the number of spaces has no impact on the space's lack of ability to clap. I think it has everything to do on the, the space's inability to make a sound. And this has been
0: Zen Koen's In Space. So the space,
1: much like space is silent.
0: We are way in the weeds on this. <laughs> You've convinced me, Jaffair. You get the point. Huzzah! God damn it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Last match is Ben versus Chris. Okay. I'm going to go with Star Wars. Mm, good pick. Chris...
0: Well, it really lends itself, doesn't it? Star Wars. I am your father.
1: I'm going with Dune. Okay. Okay. Your criteria is... Get all this dust off. Use your pick to plan the perfect first date. And I'm just going to say, Chris, I think we've fallen into a... uh, You predict the future because you know everything with Dune, I'd like to hear something
0: besides that. I have something else. Okay. In fact. And okay. he knows
2: exactly how it'll go. Because <laughs> he can see all along the golden path. Yeah. Ben, you start. Okay.
0: Path. I mean, the golden path was Leto the second. Atreides really didn't have a golden path. He just kind of saw his way to Leto trade. Yeah, okay. Go on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So, one of the uh, first things I did uh, with my wife was watch all the Star Wars movies in machete order, uh, which we we watched the first one. But for those of you who don't know, that means you watch four, five, one, two, three, six, so mm. that you hit the point where uh, Luke discovers Darth Vader is his father. Then you watch all the movies that explain why that matters, and then. You get to watch the story come to an end in uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And it was important to me because I am a massive Star Wars nerd. I was a member of the Star Wars uh, Kids Fan Club. I had yeah. an at-home play-by-yourself RPG, <laughs> which the fact that it was designed to be played by yourself, I think explains a lot. This isn't like a video game. It's a choose-your-own-adventure. It's it's a book where you get cards and you pick characters and like you get equipment depending on what you do, but it, you can play it by yourself. Uh, <laughs> it was just a pre pre video video game. Yeah. All right. So plan that perfect first date, Ben. So it's it's real simple. It's uh, you say we are going to uh, have uh, a really nice night. I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna cook.
1: Okay.
2: We're gonna make uh, have have uh,
1: inviting someone over on the first date, Ben. That's how I know you never did internet dating. Oh, continue. No, I never did. Uh,
2: (laughs) What my theory presupposes is you've known the person first. But uh, continue. (laughs) You say we're going to uh, we're gonna do a a fun first date game. Mm -hmm. We're gonna watch two movies. We're going to watch one that's important to me and one that's important to you. And you start that off with Star Wars A New Hope. Okay. And you get to do what uh, uh, really brought my wife into loving the Star Wars series is you get to look at how badass, like, Star Wars gets a, gets ragged on for its uh, the original uh, trilogy's lack of female characters. Mm-hmm. But they do Princess Leia right. Yeah, for sure. She's a badass. She uh, she kicks ass. And she doesn't just become a deferential flower when uh, the boys come along.
1: Yeah, she's not a potted plant.
2: No. What is she doing while well, they're all you know manning the guns of the Falcon? She's flying it with Chewbacca. And everybody's not like, hey, you know what? You're a princess. You probably don't know how to fly a ship. Chewie, you got this? She just slides into a h- uh, hand seat and starts flying the goddamn ship. Yep. So you get to talk about how great that is. You get to talk about how fun that movie is. And you get that awesome uh, Death Star Trench Run uh, extended sequence at the end, which people forget how long that is. And that's perfect couch cuddle time. Okay. Chris?
0: So, you're going out on a date with a girl that you met. Um, yeah. Let's say that you met her on the planet Rackus. Okay. Uh, which some some people might know from millennia before as the planet Arrakis. It's just become Rackus now, right? They dropped, okay. They dropped the A. Um, yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know... I mean, was there a space there? Was it a Rackus and then the other Rackus got blown up, so there, now you can there, just call it Rackus? There was no space, but I assume that at some point there was a space between a and rackus and then the a just kind of fell away okay um so yeah no a no a um so just just rackus and uh you meet this lovely lady um she's very confident mm-hmm. she seems to be in 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 control of her herself and her surroundings you start hitting it off over a couple of glasses of spiced coffee which is yeah. blue right okay because spice is blue um uh, clearly she drinks quite a bit of melange because her, her eyes, blue within blue. Your mm-hmm. eyes also blue within blue. You drink a lot of spice. Uh, in fact, secretly, you are the Kwisatz Haderach. But that, but, but you're not telling anybody that. Secretly, you are the Kwisatz Haderach, though. Okay. So you're going on a date. Yeah. Right? You know, you, uh, you wake up early in your seat to get in some desert exercise. Right, some hot weather, very okay. a- arid. It makes for, for good uh, calisthenics and running because the the sweat just just evap- evaporates right off of you, right? Um, and of course, it's not evaporating off of you; it's evaporating into your st- your still suit, which is recycling it so you can drink it again. Um, yeah, gross. Yeah, um, but uh, but, yeah, but you meet her up. You meet up with her for some for some dinner. Okay. Right. You spend the whole day preparing for this. You're secretly the quiz that's Hadrack.
2: You suck some of her sweat. She sucks some of yours. Is that what Remember dinner that? is on Rackus?
0: Uh, I mean, jo- joining joining your moisture to somebody else's is kind of like uh, how the Freeman do. It's they do it with water rings, where like she puts her water rings onto your ceremonial water ring holder. Um, but that's that's we're getting too far in the weeds on this. Um, so you're going the weeds out. let go further. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're going out for some delicious food. Of course, have leaf with spice. That's just the way it is on Rackus. Also, you are secretly the Kwisatz Haderach. So you like the spice, right? Yeah. It tastes good. Um, the spice is one of the only things that surprises you anymore because you can, of course, you know. But we're not going to talk about that. That's not really a part of this story. Um, so you're on a date. Yeah. You're really enjoying it. The, the repartee is is just great, right? Yeah. You enjoy the food. She's like, I have a place nearby. You're like, Excellent. Let's go, and you're getting it on, right? Okay.
2: On the first date?
0: On the first date. In fact, she seems a little over anxious to get to this kind of point. She's, she's kind of like really, really going full on, right? But you're okay with this. You are the Kwisatz Haderach, af- after all. Um,
2: you keep saying that word <laughs> like you like it has any meaning. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine.
0: Continue. it's at this point you realize that you've forgotten about something, something that you had heard, in fact maybe it was from Wikipedia in this universe but you had heard it in person Okay. the honored maters are characterized by their extremely violent tendencies and their ability to imprint a man sexually, amplifying his orgasmic response to such an ecstatic height that the victim of an imprinting becomes addicted to his imprinter, thereby becoming a willing slave of the honored maters who mark him and all of a sudden you realize, maybe that's what's going on here but you're the Kwisatz Haderach. So she's doing her orgasmic amplification on you, trying to make you a sex slave, but you are the Kwisatz Haderach. You see through this. You cannot be controlled by this. You allow it to pass through you. You look inside and where where it went, only lust remains. And it's the best time of your entire goddamn life because these people have the ability to control... The actions of people by amplifying their orgasms to an ecstatic height almost like a saturn v rocket
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering if you were going to circle around so this that. is okay 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 so i think
0: i got it it's the um, it's the immovable for uh, the immovable object meets the unstoppable force but in sex okay
1: so my options are make dinner and watch star wars
0: or sex that s- pierces the veil of time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, <laughs> drink my own sweat after working out in a desert and then have sex that pierces the veil of time. Um, huh. <laughs> Let me think about this one. Um...
2: Is it bad that I'd still just rather watch Star Wars?
1: Yeah, the sex sounds like a lot more work than I want to put into something. I'm
2: sorry for your <laughs> wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it pierces the veil of time, Jafar. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> you ever hear of the time that two people had sex so hard that they both exploded at the moment of orgasm no because <laughs> it hasn't happened yet because you haven't gone on this date <laughs> i mean
1: it might have happened just not in florida so no one knows that's true um
0: Ah. <sighs> I did see an article, though. Local man pierces the veil of time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Was that on the Florida man Twitter? Might have been. All right. Um, <sighs> I mean, that
1: sounds great and all, Chris, but I am not the Kwisatz Haderach. I've told you
0: so many times that you are the Kwisatz Haderach. I thought you were the Kwisatz Haderach. I said you are the Kwisatz Haderach. Which means I'm the Kwisatz Haderach. <laughs> we're all the Kwisatz Haderachs. <laughs> I don't know how any
1: of this works anymore. I don't know. Chris gets the point. Bullshit. (laughs) 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 Fucking bullshit. Chris gets the point. Not on the basis of anything to do, because I I really enjoy Star Wars, and sex that pierces the veil of time (laughs) is piquing my interest, but I want to reward positive behavior of not doing prescient vision. Prescient, but yes. Prescient vision. So I'm going to re- I'm going to reward that behavior with a point.
0: Bah. Thank you, Jafar.
1: Okay. okay.
0: It all went as I foresaw.
1: Oh, don't do it now. <laughs> that's a joke. Okay, that's the end of round 2. All right. Chris has 3 points. I've got 2 and Ben you've got 1, so it's Chris and I in the final.
0: Ooh, that's the first oh. time we haven't had to flip a coin for a while. Just last time, which is good because flipping a coin in zero g is hard. That's, <laughs> true.
2: That's true. There's
0: really no definitive endpoint. <laughs> all right, Chris, you pick the first cri- uh, you pick
1: you lock in first rather. All
0: yeah. right. <clears throat> Who? I got all hot, hot and bothered about that that pitch that I just made. Nah, jeez. Alright, I mean, I'll keep up with the long standing tradition of not leaving my fifth pick on the table. Um, we just came from it. We're going to return to it. The moon.
2: Okay. fair make um, your pick.
1: I think I'm going to not follow tradition, uh, which is. Oh, it's my w-
0: tradition, not your tradition. Yeah, it's also you've also not done it a couple of times no I, like almost every time i choose my fifth when i make it into the finals i, I choose my fifth pick okay. but regardless somebody one of our listeners maybe can tell us if that's true or not it feels like it is <laughs> but we've been doing this a while and it blends together <laughs> yeah
1: so i'm gonna leave doctor who on the table and i'm gonna go back to that first pick well
0: oh you left him on the table
1: and then with ronald d Moore, he just
0: took off he just started running yeah yeah he runs Running, running, and running, running. All right, running, running, and running, running, and come
2: on! No, not not for the black-eyed peas. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so your final question, that is in a uh... ooh a freeze-dried black-eyed peas. <laughs> <laughs> How about that?
1: Huh. That was uh, unexpected. Who Funny how
0: reality always pays off our punchlines like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just must be a certain kind of luck that we have here on this
2: podcast. Everything is always so thematic, have you noticed? <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see where you guys go with this. Uh, you get to bring one piece of your pick into the real world. What do you choose? So, Chris, this means you get to bring anything from the moon to you, and it is now yours fair, this means you get to pick one item from the works of Ronald D. Moore and bring it to you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, Chris.
0: If your answer is not the full explanation of what the fuck was going on with Starbuck at the end of the
2: series. (laughs) So help me. No, that's something you could get from Ronald D. Moore. It is not something you could get from the works of Ronald D. Moore which refused to explain that question. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, so I can't take that as a... Chris, you go first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ben. You know what I would take back from the moon? Neil Armstrong's now frozen corpse in a synchronous orbit.
0: <laughs> Nonsense. He deserves
2: to be buried like an American hero.
0: Nonsense. He's still alive up there. I know because I left Jebediah Kerman in orbit around the moon for probably about a year. And I rescued him. I don't All need right. to... He'll be fine. He'll be fine, Ben. Okay. Um, If I had to choose one thing to take from the moon with me, um, I would choose the moon. I'm going to take the whole thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, just like, fuck you, tides? Yeah, just fuck you, tides. Well, I don't know. Like, you ever look up in the sky, Ben, and... You see it all uh, you know, big. Not since we've been in the bunker, Chris. Just all <laughs> think, think, think back to your childhood, Ben. You remember looking up at the sky and seeing the moon all big and pretty and and full, shining you know, s- shining silver in the sky like that?
2: Yep, well, I bang on the door and beg my
0: parents to let me back in. And you remember like how you kind of felt like a tangling, you know, like, like in your nether regions, almost... But I mean it was too it was too early for that kind of thing. But you were a kid, but like it was the beginning of something, you know? And you remember like looking out the the window of your of your bedroom at, at the moon and, and, and feeling that tingling and as you got older it became more and more of like a very special secret thing, right?
2: Chris, do you wanna fuck the moon?
0: <laughs> a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell Ben. But I am taking the moon on a date. Okay. 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 Okay.
1: So, I can't force Ronald D. E. Moore to explain what was going on
2: with Starbucks at the end. No, you get to pick one uh, item from his created works. Can Starbucks explain it to me? I- because if my option is to pick <laughs> the
0: short-haired, spunky blonde, I'm, I think You're you know um,
2: might have a problem with that. I think it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it turns out it would probably turn out that the. <laughs> Wait a second. So the other Starbuck in the earlier series was also short-haired, blonde,
2: and spunky. <laughs> he was just a guy. Um, no, I think. Oh wait, pop- no, because they're all. It's all Mormons, so they'd be totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> you could take the entire Galactica on a date, like the ship. You don't need to go. There's no dates required. You just get to take one piece of it. Yeah. If I'm gonna take, you could also a just ship. have. Yeah. Deep Space Nine in well, the, orbit. Yeah, that's the
1: thing is, if I'm taking a ship from the works of Ronald D. Moore, it's probably not going to be the busted up Galactica. The Pegasus. The you Pe- get to hang
2: out with uh, uh, Captain Row. Yeah, <laughs> or Admiral Row. Admiral Row.
1: <laughs> um, I mean that's John Cena drop. Um, an interesting pick. Um, no. Uh, God. I just I love the Sovereign class so much. It's like the best ship in all Star Trek. Um just the, the Enterprise E is so good. And it debuted in First Contact, which Ronald D. Moore wrote. So I'm I'm real tempted to take the Sovereign. I mean having, I mean, having the Enterprise is real
0: fucking cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a, um, I have a confession to make, Ben. The first date didn't actually go that well. Um, turns out the moon is just a big hunk of uh, space debris. I had a great time, <laughs> 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 but you know we were we were out strolling and walking. Um, at the end of the night, I just wasn't really feeling it. Um, so, do you know what I did, Ben? What'd you do? Well, we were we were walking, you know, along, and we came to a train station, and. Um,
1: Chris, that was two weeks ago.
0: I pushed it in front of a train.
2: Yeah, and then the train exploded because it's the fucking moon. Yeah, you're not Piccolo, man. You're not the Piccolo of pushing people in front of trains.
0: I'm the Elvis of pushing people in front of trains.
2: <laughs> All right, Jafer gets this one because you just killed everybody
1: in that train, Chris. <sighs> Interestingly <sighs> enough, we can also use that to get home.
0: The moon?
2: Or the
1: train. The Enterprise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All of the above.
1: Alright. Hey, I took first.
0: Yeah. Congratulations. And I once
1: again came in last. You came in last and Chris, you're in second place. I am. Which means
2: you get to pick the topic.
0: I am so excited.
2: Yeah. Do you have something in mind?
0: It's October, guys. Yes, it is.
2: It is. it is the most spookiest time of the year. It's, it's,
0: it's, the spo- it's the spookiest time of year.
2: Spookiest, yeah, that's what he said. Spookiest. Spookiest, yeah, that's what he said. Okay. I just had a baby. <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything is everything spoopy. spoopy.
0: <laughs> There's one thing that I always think of this time of year. Um, it brings me great Pumpkins. joy. Nope. Pumpkin
1: spice? I, closer. Are we drafting? Pumpkin spice lattes?
0: Um, there's two. There's there's t- two logic. unnecessary so words in there. There's two unnecessary words, pumpkin, spice. and latte, spice.
1: Spice is what you're thinking.
0: I'm thinking. I always have memories of reading Dune in October, and I want us to draft Dune characters. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're gonna draft horror tropes.
1: Yay!
0: Okay, that sounds fun. I. Okay, so we will have to be a little sensitive. I don't think any of us can pick black guy dies first. Um, this this is 2018. That's a really flimsy defense. All of a sudden, isn't it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Say it's 2016. It works better.
0: It's 20. It's 2016. It's 20XX. <laughs> it's it's this. It is somewhere between uh, the inauguration and. Uh, the, the inauguration of of Barack Obama and the election of 2016. Somewhere in that space right there. Um, but yeah, um, so I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to it. I love horror movies, and I am excited to draft things that happen in them.
2: All right. Okay, I've got some ideas. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back next week with that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there's a little bit of work involved in being back. <laughs> so um, uh, so I'm going to... Well, we've
1: s- got the Enterprise, so we'll just... Yeah, let's get right home.
0: You, yeah, that's a It's a. That's a figure. It's It's a theoretical Enterprise. You don't actually have it.
2: No, no, no look out the window. It's, it's right there.
0: You guys are going space-mad, I think, because there's not... It's just us, guys. It's just us in a tin can. Um, um,
2: we, we Far see. above
0: the world. Okay. Um, Planet so,
2: Uranus is, I think, yellow? Blue? Neptune's blue? blue.
1: Oh, am I thinking... Okay. I'm gonna uh, to Neptune. It doesn't matter.
0: I don't know that I... I mean, has anybody ever been close enough to see the color of Uranus? Other than us?
1: It's Thank- a little brown!
2: <laughs> God damn it, you fair. Yeah, we made take it us out take us, out, take us out,
0: take us <laughs> out. No, no, we have to deal with something now, because for the first time in my life, I have the facilities available to fucking airlock somebody. <laughs> and I'm gonna do it! Thanks, as always, to the Kickstand Band for our theme song, How It Feels. They are totally not responsible for the murder that I'm about to commit. Um, but thank you very much for that song. I'm going to, uh, while you guys finish up the credits, um, work on our return course. So take it okay, away.
2: Feel free to shoot us an email at draftuniversgmail.com. Let us know if you think your fair should get airlocked. And if you think I shouldn't get airlocked, go ahead and let us know on
1: Facebook.com slash DraftTheUniverse on Twitter at DraftTheVerse using the hashtag DraftTheUniverse and the hashtag don't airlock Don'tAirlockJaffair.
2: Or hashtag AirlockJaffair.
0: And the rocket burn comes in three, two, one. Ah! ah! Okay. It was, it was you didn't, we didn't need that much of no. a rocket burn. It was just like a small rocket burn. Um, but I also during, during the burn... I made sure to turn off our communication today so we've a bit of privacy. Man.
1: Fantastic. Okay.
0: So what are we going to do about Ready bag out your heels in the what you know? Yep. Huh. Just what a fucking year, man. <laughs> like we're not we're not over yet. And it has been what just such a fucking year. Can celebrities just start dying again?